You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Woo-hoo. We are we are back. Um, I think we're we're a day late this week. There may be a, like a one day gap. We have a the, gap. Yeah. Um, we didn't post a podcast because the last couple of days we've been up at Snow Basin demoing skis and snowboards. At least you guys have. I I was just up there yesterday. I've I've been sick, so I only went up one day, but um, had a great time. Skied a lot of really cool skis, um, and I have to say. After yesterday, I am more psyched than ever on Icelandic skis, which was something I've never been a huge Icelandic fanboy. I haven't disliked them necessarily, but Chase is like hardcore Icelandic preacher. He is um, wearing the hat. Evangelist, I, I ambassador. That, yep. I to to follow that up. I was quite nervous for you to demo their skis. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Chase is yeah. like, those, Greg likes them. Greg likes them. <laughs> those who know Greg know that he's you're particular about your skis. I'm, you want yeah. a ski that that skis well, and you know skis really well. Um, I didn't want just anyone to come demo skis. For those who have followed the podcast, you know that I'm not skiing right now, um, and I didn't. So I needed someone to fill in for me. And I didn't want to get just anyone to come up. I wanted someone that knew skis. And when you came up, someone and started, who's picky. <clears throat> someone who's picky, and Greg is picky with skis, which is good. You know what you want. You know what you like. And you can tell what a ski's doing. Um, I was a little nervous because I love Icelandic, and I've been sold on the brand for so long, and we've been pushing it in the store. But Greg hasn't skied on them yet, and I was like, "Oh no, what's he gonna think? Like crap." So you'd never skied an Icelandic ski before? Never. No, I went up on Friday uh, to ski at, at Powder Mountain, and I took some of our demos out to ski on them for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we had a freezing rainstorm at Powder, and they closed most of the lifts. We oh, ended geez. up not skiing at all. Oh. So I never got the chance. And, um, and yeah, I've been excited to try them out. Um, I Excited and skeptical. I wasn't sure what to expect. I didn't expect to like them as much as everybody else was raving about them. I thought it was more of like this kind of fad, Chase likes them, therefore they're cool type <laughs> Chase has all of all good liking them. Sure. Well, here's the the, well, they're a great combination of a trend that I'm hoping to see in the industry moving forward, and that's where, when the owner of of Icelandic, you've got a you've got a skier and a, and a creative, and so the top sheets are done by the same artists ever since they've been introduced in, in their first pair, and they're beautiful, they're interesting, they it's a marketing thing. People see it on the mountain and say. <coughs> Oh, it's a great ski. All for naught 
if the ski's not any good. Right. So then they still you still have to have a good product. And then if you combine the two, it's a home run. And sounds like that's where they're heading. Yeah. I'm I mean, I was I was really quite blown away by how much I like their skis. Now, here's if I'm if I'm really being honest, if and I look back, the reason I didn't wasn't actually expecting to like them is because the first person I ever met that skied Icelandic skis was a was Chase a Chase Moffat was a dude that I just absolutely couldn't stand. Are you serious? For yeah, real? his oh. name is Chase Moffat. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but really, like um, back when I was, this is probably ten years ago, maybe. Um, there's a guy who I went on an ice climbing trip with through Weber State. Uh, I was working for their the outdoor program, or maybe it was even before I was working for him. Um, but I went with with a bunch of guys down to Ure on, on a climbing trip, and one of the guys that came down just so full of himself. He just drove it. I have an idea. Yeah. Well. I'll bring it up may- off mic. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe you do. I might have an idea. I'm uh, very interested to guess, although, you know, I just may have had the same experience of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds familiar already. He was. But, th- <laughs> but I'm assuming he, t- he skied Icelandics. So he or was. Or brought an ice- him with him to the Ure or something. He kept talking uh, the whole trip about how he was an Icelandic ambassador or something oh, like that. Yeah. One he was a guys. he was a telly skier and <laughs> yeah. so he was, he was talking about like how cool he was because he was a telly skier and how cool he was because he was an Icelandic ambassador and all this other stuff and I just thought you are the most annoying person I've ever met in my life completely full of himself he if he's listening I think he's gonna know who that I'm talking about him I don't think he's listening but um, he played football at he was a quarterback. Um, well, now now we all know who it is. At I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. I have no idea. He was a quarterback no at a particular university that uh, I was attending, <laughs> and he was. I mean, he I'm sounds giving, like the ultimate athlete. Like I'm, yes, quarterback at a university level and an ice climber and, and a tele skier. Like yeah, sounds like a stud. Yeah, you'd think. And and as far as an athlete goes, he was quite talented, and he's pretty intelligent, but. All of these things he knew about himself and wanted everybody else to know. Wait a minute. Was, was there a little bit of jealousy? I don't I don't think so. Okay. okay. I don't know. I so I was I was fairly new to ice climbing at that point. I had only gone once or twice before then. And uh, and so we went out with this guy and he he took me and I think one other guy to go climb up this goalie. And He's talking, talking, talking about how great of an ice climber he was and all that other, and skier and everything else. And we start going up this goalie, and he's leading, and it's a WI4 goalie, probably. And he leads, and it's just two pitches um, to get up this goalie. And um, he takes forever on the second pitch. And when we get to the top, he's just like on fire, like so excited about how cool that pitch was that he led yeah and that was probably the best lead i've ever seen yeah oh yeah and (laughs) at the time i was thinking i don't think he's climbed a lot because that was just a that wasn't anything particularly special i think he's super jazzed that he didn't die and um this might have been one of the first like leads that he had done 
I, I don't know, but he was just going off about how how awesome the lead the lead yeah. was and stuff like that. So anyway, this guy by the end of the trip, I wasn't the only one. the The whole group, every time he would talk, we would just look at each other and roll our eyes because he was just he would talk all the time, was so full of himself, He'd constantly talk about all the cool stuff he did, and. Then at night when we were all getting back to the cabins and some people would soak in the hot tub or whatever else, he'd get drunk and become even more annoying. And so, anyway, he was the Icelandic ambassador, or so he claimed, um, when I first learned about Icelandic. And I had seen some of their skis out, but he was the first person I knew tied to. You know to what, though? That's, that's a thing. If you don't like thing. the guy that's associated or girl that's associated right. with it, you're turned off by the brand, and you don't want to be a part of the brand no matter how good it is. Right. Super true. Wow. And so this dude, so ever since then, I'm just like, yeah, they've got cool top sheets. Their skis, I don't, yeah. the skis suck. And I, I've never told anybody the skis suck. I'd never skied them. But in my mind, I'm just like, eh, I, I can, like, they've got cool artwork on their skis. That's what Icelandic's about. Then I meet Chase. No, I knew Chase before that. Then Chase meets Icelandic, skis them, is raving about them, and I'm thinking, I know a guy. I, Chase, <laughs> Chase is cool. I like him. He rips on skis, and he's raving about these. Maybe there's something to him. Chase, I have a question for you. Yeah. Are you, are you a better skier, or is Matt a better skier? <laughs> I don't want to talk about this on air. <laughs> <laughs> Because Matt's Maybe. pretty good. I just How about I don't yeah. I don't know. How about let Greg answer that question? Matt's a very good skier. Yeah. Um Chase seemed to be the better skier by a decent amount. Well I that's impressive. I think it's solely I, off of I've been skiing a lot longer than Matt. Chase has. has been skiing pretty much his whole life. Matt's been skiing for the last four years, I think he said. Yeah. So I was blown away with how good Matt was for how long he's been skiing. Yeah. And Hunter is the same thing. Like, oh. I cannot believe how good Hunter was. I think he's been skiing for three years. Oh, wow. So both of them rip for, for how long they've been skiing. And they snowboarded beforehand, which helps. But um, but I would I would make the assumption. I haven't skied a ton with Chase. I've skied a little bit. I'd make the assumption that Chase is better than both of them. But, uh, Thank you. Okay, and that's why <laughs> but they were both really the good. Icelandic representative here today and not Matt. But I could tell you that, like, Matt's Matt's still a really good skier. No, he's fantastic. Matt's he's a good skier. Like we we rip, I skied a lot with Matt yesterday, and uh, we skied fast. We skied hard, and he did not struggle skiing anything fast and hard. Um, I skied faster. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put that one in there. I skied faster, but also I was on skis that wanted to go faster. He was on like the reverse camber, whatever skis that he thought were so cool and i was on the pioneers which are like a hard charging ski and so there's no way he was keeping up um just because of the skis like if i was on the reverse camber ones and he was on the pioneer i'm not sure i would have kept up all i'm saying is he had to wait for me a lot <laughs> on my snowboard <laughs> um but we had a great time but i i will say coming out of that demo i demoed i didn't demo loads and loads of skis um from lots of different brands i demoed some milan skis i demoed like some five k2s and i demoed a bunch of icelandics because i was curious and i liked every single icelandic a lot 
uh, except one and and one of them is just only because it's not my style of ski. Yeah. It was their reverse camber ski, and I was blown away with how well it skied for being a reverse camber. Like it held an edge well. I could go fast. I could ski hard. Um, it was not so a. Wait, what's the difference between reverse camber and rocker? <clears throat> so you would say reverse camber if if the ski had rocker all the way through, kind of shaped like a banana. Reverse camber banana. That's like. You know, some snowboard companies call it like Banana Rocker or something. Doesn't it GNU or LibTech or something like that? I don't know. Call it that. I guess like anyway. full rocker and reverse camber are the same, same thing, thing, but rocker and reverse camber are not. Okay. Yeah, so usually, so the way I learned it, this was back in the day um, when they first came out with, you know, the first full reverse camber ski or full rocker ski um, that I remember was the volant spatula uh, of uh, Shane McConkie day. It's a great name. Oh, rip Shane. Yeah. And he, uh, so he's, he started skiing. He started mounting up water skis and skiing big mountain on water skis. Yeah. Dang. And then volant. I'm assuming those are. Yeah. Banana. Yeah. With no flex. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so then he started skiing. So then volant who, who uh, sponsored him came up with, the spatula which was a full reverse camber fatty ski um that was awesome and then he started like water skiing with the volant skis just kind of to prove a point just on a on a ski video anyway um so that was the first reverse camber and they called it reverse camber back then that was before rocker tips and rocker tails were a thing yeah and now they have rocker tips rocker tails that's what they call it and now when you see a ski that's like rocker tip that goes all the way through the ski you'd call it like full rocker or reverse camber um i call it reverse camber because that's what they said back in the day chase maybe calls it full rocker because he's a young pup and you know I, people it's kind of like 50 50 i feel like in the industry people call it both yeah so. but um so the saba pro was their full full rockered ski and for a full rocker ski, which isn't my style of ski, they skied very, very well. Now, Matt was in love with them, and Hunter was in love with those. And they're young young guys, and I think there may have been a little bit of cool factor. Like, mm. uh, they're the new up-and-coming. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. They loved them, though. They wanted to ski that one a lot. Um, I liked the natural. I loved the natural. I really like the Nomad 105. The Nomad 105 Lite. Is that the best seller? Yeah. Nomad 105 is, yeah. yeah. The Nomad 105 Lite I liked even better than the Nomad 105. I didn't feel like it gave up anything on ski performance. It was just lighter weight. Like I I was impressed. They skied really, really well. That's been a common thing we've I've found with people returning skis after they ski both is they really like that Nomad 105 Lite. It might even have a little more pop to it. Um, you know, it might have just because it's lighter weight, a little bit more maybe like snappy. Yeah, for lack of better terms. But it snappy. It held an edge. It didn't chatter um, more than the normal Nomad 105. I thought um, it was. It's a ski that if there was like if I had one ski, if I had to choose one ski, Nomad 105 Lite could be that ski. Uh, the Natural would probably be my number one first choice. 
Nomad 105 Lite, close second. Pioneer was so fun. I loved skiing on the, that ski. The 109. The one, oh, yeah. Yeah, the Pioneer 109 was what I was on. I loved skiing that ski. Um, it was so fun, but it does not go slow. It Like, it's fast or nothing. It's, like I, it's probably kind of like when I used to own multiple bullet bikes. <laughs> you don't go 25. you just don't you You go either five in first gear or 40 in second it's like you don't go slow yeah yeah this this uh pioneer man the the rep told me when i got him he's like open it up just go fast like yeah okay and we went to the top of john paul um and started going down what is it called Wildflower. wildflower yeah and um it's steep at the top and Matt is on the Saba Pro, which is that reverse camber ski. So he's taking like quicker, shorter turns or whatever, not going real fast. And so I start to like take some shorter turns. I started going kind of fast, but but they didn't want to take short turns. They just wanted to go straight down. And I it was like it's your GS ski. I had to I had to try to go slow on those. They didn't want to go slow. I didn't have to try to go fast, and I so I I just kind of pointed them big GS turns down the steep slope, going way super fast, and they felt so solid. Mm. I could not believe how, and and for a 109 under waist, they were torsionally so stiff and firm, like they were damp. Um, the conditions it wasn't it wasn't even groomed conditions, like it was, um, it was pretty bumpy. There were some, I mean. You wouldn't call it mogul-y, but it, what used to maybe be remnants of moguls. Uh, it was um, not smooth, and those things just flew and felt solid and stable. So I loved skiing it, but it's not a ski that I would want for everything, personally. Now, other people, Hunter said he'd ski it on anything. For me, I felt like it wasn't as quick turning. If I was skiing trees and stuff, I'd want something a little snappier. The Nomad 105 was quick turning. Um, The Natural was quick. Um, The Pioneer just flew. It just went fast, and it was so fun. They change their top sheet every year, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not every brand does that. A lot of them probably do. Oh, really? Eh. I guess most do, but they change it very little. Mm. You know, like take the Rosgnall Soul 7, for instance. It was around for around oh, five, six, seven years. And you could tell the very first version and the very last version were the same ski. They just made little changes here and there. Um, or like Elon, they change ours like every two years. And then there's Icelandic, and it is a complete change. And it's because it's, it's an artist. He does the whole the whole lineup yeah travis parr he's been doing it you mentioned this earlier he's one of the co-founders been doing all the top sheets since day one so and they're they all have kind of a theme this year the the free ride series is paying homage paying homage 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 (laughs) to ancient civilizations so you've got like the navajo cliff dwellers the or the pueblo um the mayans the norse the um japanese yetis greece yetis yeah there was a yeti so those ones the mermaid the the naturals are it's taking you to things you haven't seen before and so you got a yeti and a mermaid on them so and those naturals were so fun yeah that's a light that's a lightweight ski like it's a a totally a backcountry ski like perfect for backcountry but 
man, like I was, I was straight lining it down some groomers on those and they felt solid. They felt stable. Um, they were quick turning. They actually felt solid with big GS turns. Like I love that ski. So the challenge comes with the manufacturer. It's like, Oh, he made a really good ski. How do you improve upon it year over year? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like what would you suggest? What do you, how do you make the skis better? And maybe that's why they keep the top sheets because they don't do anything until they can figure <laughs> that out. But they, but they don't, they rarely do big changes. Like I, yeah. last year they changed the core of their free ride series, which was a big change. Um, this year they changed their core to their natural series. Wasn't a big change, but a little bit of a change. And they flattened out the rocker profile a little bit of their free ride series, but it's nothing like mm. the release of a new ski this year is pretty big. For which there is one. Mm-hmm. Which the is Sa- the Saba Pro. Saba and Nia. And, it, and the Nia is the women's version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Saba stands for it's seven in Swahili, and Nia is seven in another language. Um, <laughs> and it took they took seven of their men athletes and seven of their women, women athletes, and they each in completely didn't have any communication with each other, created top to bottom from the ground up their own ski. Um, and so you have seven different minds coming together. And the funny thing was, the skis are almost identical, but they never compared notes. Um, so kind of cool. They both wanted about the same thing. Um, the waist width is the biggest difference. The men wanted a 117, the women wanted a 105. But pretty cool ski for sure. It's a it's a big change for Icelandic. <clears throat> so I'm I'm a believer now. I yeah. I like Sounds the Icelandic like stuff. And the and the people at the booth were cool. They were all real friendly. It seemed like a cool. Career, Mark should so. be a fan. <laughs> <laughs> they took him to a concert. They yeah. uh, they throw a wild concert, or so I hear people saying. That scene isn't really my scene, so <laughs> I I but I won't dock points for that <laughs> in this Sweet. case. Um, but you guys enjoyed the concert. Oh, so. sure did. No, they're they're a great company, and that was really nice of them. On the very uh, at least, uh, I don't know. Is it, it's Ashley, right? Ashley Hart. Yeah. I don't know what his role is. Is he just a, a rep? So or now he's yeah, he'd be an in-house rep. He does. He covers um, Utah, Colorado, and New Mexico. Um, but he also like he was there. He was among the first crew. He's been there since the brand started, um, and I think he does a lot more than just a sales rep in those states. I imagine. Um, yeah. He. He's played a couple different roles, and talking to him, this is what he wants to do. He wants to be over three states. He wants to grow the brand in these areas and just focus. So, so, yeah, yeah, impressed. But I also skied K2 and Elon, and I have, I have many things to say about uh, we, a couple we leave of the this skis. One for yeah, let's let's call this Icelandic? one an Icelandic okay. episode, and we'll I like we'll that. talk about the others in the next the next one. So if you're looking for an Icelandic ski, we do have some at Gear 30 Steel, um, and they do sell out annually. So depending on what you're looking for, uh, we have some. They are full price now, um, but they'll they'll start going on sale here soon, and then they go really, really fast. So yep. if it's a ski you're looking at and you don't mind paying full price, which most people do pay full price for Icelandics because they sell out. They sell out. Um, stop into the shop and, and take a look or jump online gear30.com and see which one you like. Um, so yeah. a lot of people make the assumption that like, oh, next year's ski is the one I want if they, they're coming out. But with Icelandic, it's like you look at it and you think, I love that artwork. 
you gotta buy it now because next year it's not gonna it's be gonna, the same, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah and be the if, same. if you like this year's artworks, now you got because next year's is very different, mm. yeah. completely different. Next year's is really cool, but like changed the whole theme of everything. So if you want a nature scene, get this year's. I don't top ski, sheet. but there was one last year, or the year before, it was like a sailboat or something. Yeah, yeah like the Nomad the 105. Coolest. Yeah. yeah. Top sheet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, way cool. So, yeah, so consider that. Like, their skis, their skis, um, Chase said, you know, they don't change them a lot. Maybe a little bit here and there as needed. Um, it's just the artwork that changes. So if you like the artwork on this year's, buy this year's. If you if you don't, you know, check out what, what they have for next year. But um, I was really impressed. One thing I'll mention, you know, Porsche, the car company. Uh, I Porsche. like, I love cars, Porsche. Um, when, so I love cars, and I watch a lot of uh, YouTube videos about cars and stuff. And whenever they compare, like, the best driver's cars and all this other stuff, Porsche is almost always number one, almost always. And every year they change their cars a little bit, but not a lot. It's a an evolution, not a revolution, right? And they found something that worked, and then they made it a little better, and then a little better, and then a little better, and then a little better. And all of these other companies will make a car that is just awesome. For example, the new Ford Mustang, the new Camaro, the, all these others, they're really good cars, and all these reviewers are raving about them. And everybody just always says, I wonder how it'll stack up next to the Porsche, because the Porsche is almost always the best and um and so then they get in the porsche and sure enough the porsche is the best and the others are a close or maybe distant second or whatever but i think about that with um icelandic now i don't know that icelandic is necessarily better than the competitors um i liked them i thought they were really good and i'm glad they don't just change things drastically because every ski I skied from them was really good at what it was designed to do and so if they change it just a little bit for example um, some on a certain skis they change the core just a little bit to to add either make it a little lighter or to add a little bit of poppiness or whatever but they just change it just a little bit they try I love that because they've got something that works really well and then they say okay what can we do to make it just a little better instead of huge revolution it's just a little evolution and that means that you just it fine-tunes better and better and and uh, I don't know they they've got a good thing going so been impressed and they always stand out like that was one thing is on the on the uh, gondolas when I'm sitting with other people always getting comments about the artwork on those skis That's what everybody so. here says oh uh, yeah every time you jump on the lift oh those are sweet skis I know <laughs> so anyway, i'm a i'm a fan i like icelandic and i don't think the dude that i didn't like back in the past is still an ambassador so nope i don't so, think he is. yeah we're good one other thing too if you do follow the brand and you know it really well um the nomad 105 and the nomad 115 they added sizes in that was a bit it used to go 161 171 181 191 now they make it a um, 161, 171, 176, 181, 186, 190. Wow. So mm. they added some sizes in there, and they're really key. I think we're going to sell a lot of those 176 size. I think it's really, really yeah. um, popular area. So if you follow the brand a lot, that's some good news, adding some new sizes. And there's a made-in 101 light. Anyways. 
Oh, that's the Women's Nomad? Yeah, the Women's Nomad, they added a light version. Cool. So. All right. Anyway, that's, uh, yeah, that's that's my Icelandic spiel. And, uh, yeah. That's a good spiel. Big fan. Yeah. Big fan now. Good so. stuff. Three-year warranty, hand-built in the U.S. Yep. So thanks for uh, listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, please click subscribe and also tell your friends. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, our handle is at gear underscore three zero. Um, you can like us on Facebook and check out our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. And you can check out our deals of the week and our winter clearance and all the other stuff that we have going on. You can see the Icelandic skis that we have there as well as all the other skis and uh and i think skis are not on sale this week but snowboards are right we have some niche snowboards on uh sale for 20 percent off and then they'll stay on sale through until we till they, they're gone okay cool so thanks for joining us we'll see you on the next episode see you out there <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>